Tell me what you need, you know I got it. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I'll tell you what, man. Got to have it all the time, can't live without it. Uh, uh. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Did you see uh, the video of uh, the way your quarterback left yeah. the event, Devin? <laughs> What'd you th- a lot of people left the event like that. Earlier on the show, from NBC Sports, Peter King, Alabama head coach Nick Saban, director Ken Rogers. Coming up, Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians. Plus, actor and comedian Kevin James. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show here on NBC Sports on Peacock and Sirius XM Channel 211, NBC Sports Audio, and also this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate smart enough to bring this show to your ear gate, to use the Michael Irvin phrase. We are live here in Los Angeles, California, the Friday after Super Bowl 55. Nick Saban joined us at the top of hour number two. Um, and I'm thrilled to have here at the top of hour number three, uh, fresh off of winning Super Bowl 55. I got to tell you, I mean, if, if you had told me before the Super Bowl, okay, if you had told me before the Super Bowl that the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers would score 31 and every point that was put on the board um, in, in the end zone, would be only by the free agents brought in along with Tom Brady. Gronk, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette. If you told me that, and then on top of it, that the defense would hold uh, the Chiefs to no touchdowns, uh, this is what I would have said. Go ahead and hit it, Mike Del Tufo. Do you got it, Mike? Sorry, I had a problem with it. Hitting. What are you smoking, bro? Give me something. Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's what I would have said. The man who gave me that quote uh, is joining me here now on the Rich Eisen Show. Bruce Arians. How are you, Coach? Doing great, Rich. How you doing, brother? Oh, better for talking to you. Uh, congratulations, Bruce. Congratulations. Oh, man. It's, it's still, it's just sank in about halfway up the river holding a Lombardi trophy and a shed of tears. Said, Holy shit, we did this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Coach, it really is a remarkable run that your team went on, obviously, from week 12 all the way through to that podium and and it's interesting see it, it didn't happen until the boat parade where it actually sunk in to you huh yeah it really did i mean i was going i mean okay we got to lombardi we're on the boat everybody's there fans on both sides and then we hit a certain spot there was like fans hanging out of buildings and, and hotels and top rooftops so i'm like i got to lombardi and i'm like even with my bad shoulder i got it over my head going all right, we we won the damn Super Bowl. So who was on your boat? Walk me through who was on the boat, the Bruce Arians boat. Uh, it was it was Jason Light, Mike Greenberg, John Spitek, all their wives. Um, it was yeah, it was uh, it was awesome, man. Uh, you know, so it was yeah, our boat was we we were had a great time. We must have played We Are the Champions about twenty times. Uh, it was it was hard rock going on our boat uh, all the way. Now, when on Super Sunday did you say? First cross your mind, Bruce. You've been there, done that, obviously, so you know anything can can change. Where you thought, okay, this this I think this is going to happen tonight. When was that for you? Not until Devin's interception at the end. I mean, you know, Patrick has come back so many times. He's such a great player, and uh, until we intercepted that ball, that there's just not enough time for them to get it back and uh, <laughs> get us. And uh, I put that hat on, and uh, all of a sudden, I got my first Gatorade bath. Uh, that actually hit me because the only other one I ever had was back at Temple, but I had brought a band new suit, and I was not going to let them get me. I was quick back there, Rich. They couldn't catch me. <laughs> right. and, uh, but I just sat there, and, and, when, and when the Gatorade hit me, it was like, 
I've been waiting for this for like 30 years. And then, uh, so let me, let's just spend just a little bit more time on, on the game here. Um, and what Todd Bowles was able to cook up, uh, coach, what did you, did, did you, did you, um, did you think that this would be something that uh, would leave with no touchdowns for this Chiefs offense going into the game? Well, I, I could honestly say, Rich, I knew if we didn't give up any bombs, and, and that was our whole plan, just keep them in front of us. Our red zone defense in Green Bay and, and New Orleans was unbelievable. So I, I knew they were going to have a tough time scoring in the red zone. And if we just didn't give up anything big, and, uh, I mean, we were fortunate. The whole game plan came together. We got the lead. We could we could play too deep. And our front four just got after and after Patrick. And, uh, you know, it was like the perfect storm for us. And Devin White, I had him on yesterday. Um, first time I ever spoke to him. Uh, I didn't speak to him before the draft, and I haven't had him on. The occasion has not uh, occurred to have him on before yesterday. I, I, I wanted to run through a wall. I just love his – he seems to – you know, you got obviously Brady's mentality on offense and there's some other, no doubt, um, uh, serious, hardcore professional uh, mindsets on your team. I love this kid. He said that you told him um, that he were going to – if you were going to take him top five if, if he was still available and then that then what you said to him when he called – when you called him up on draft night. that I told you so pretty much, right? That's what you said to him? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love him. He brings so much passion and energy every single day. Yet, just to, to be probably the most talented linebacker in the league. Uh, but the, when you when you package him with Levante David, his experience and his speed, uh, it's a it's a lethal, lethal combination. Bruce Arians here on the Rich Eisen Show. What did you learn about Tom Brady this year, Bruce? What did you learn? From all of being, you know, I, I, you know what, Rich? I, I've told him that he's just one of the dudes. I mean, he's just one of the guys on the team. Uh, you, you, you. When you, when you're far away, you see the glamour, you see all the stuff, you see the competitive spirit. But he really is just one of the guys, and uh, and the way he handles our our, our younger players, um, helping them out. And I'm not just talking about football. Like Devin, he went through a rough time when he didn't make all pro. Tom pulled him aside. Say, look, we got bigger fish to fry than all pro, man. And uh, you're going to get all those honors someday, but we're going to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, uh, this, that bringing, he, could, he could tell when a young guy was down and go figure him out and go help him off the field. Is it true that he texted the entire team before the Super Bowl, we're going to win tomorrow? Did he do that? Yes. Yes, and he gave a hell of a speech. Uh, I gave my talk, and I, I don't talk long. Uh, pre-game, and, and he, he started talking about being honored and being remembered. And uh, our guys came out of the locker room. I mean, they were they were ready to roll. So he gave the last word to the team before going out on the field. Yeah, I, I, I gave mine, and uh, I think it might have been Levante said something, and Tom Tom said something, and, and they came out with a look in their eye that I knew we were going to win. Can you tell me a little bit more? What did Tom say to the team? before going out on the field uh, about the being remembered you win this game you'll be remembered for the rest of your life you'll be honored for the rest of your life and uh the honor that comes with winning the super bowl you guys have no clue let's go to play our best and win this thing because what the rewards are unbelievable bruce arians here on the rich eisen show okay um coach 
Uh, I know you. Uh, I've been fortunate to interview you many times um, and get to know you uh, when we're not uh, wearing microphones or in front of microphones. I knew this already. Carson Palmer <laughs> confirmed it as well the other day that you have no sacred cows. Uh, there's no sacred cows, okay, that you tell it like it is. So um, the concept of Tom Brady's departure from the uh, boat parade, um, how, how are you going to approach Tom about this and, and how much crap is Tom going to receive for the way that he left the Super Bowl parade, Bruce Arians. I, you know what, Rich? He might have. He might be onto something. I have never seen avocado um, <laughs> infused tequila, <laughs> uh, but I'm sure there's going to be some bars with it lined up, all right, uh, for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, I haven't tried it myself, but uh, I, they might talk me into it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I I said this is the most relatable moment. You said he's just one of the guys. Clearly, this is. Uh, this is confirmation of him just being one of the guys right here. Oh yeah, Please. yeah. I mean, all all our our, our crew, um, everybody's on the same level, man. Um, I, I mean, I love our players and our coaching staff, our our front office and the scouts. Man, we had we had a blast on the river and uh, and well deserved. If you can't have one there, uh, why not? So uh, when you had the trophy on your boat, did you flip it to another boat yourself too? Is that how you No, transfer? no, dude. My arm's bad. I had a rotator cuff surgery. Somebody else had to flip it. What do you think? Uh, that, you know, very rarely is the most important Super Bowl toss uh, happening after the game. But that's a pretty uh, important piece of Tiffany. Uh, what, what's more impressive, the toss or the catch by Cameron Brake, Coach? Which one? Oh, it was a catch all the way. Because there was a, a lot of tequila on that boat. And, uh, <laughs> I don't, you, all the way. I don't know if you heard the video of it, but his uh, Brady's daughter, Vivi, is the one who's the most uh, sensible one on the boat. Hold on. Here it comes. No, no, no. Here it comes. You'll hear it. Dad, no. There it is. Dad, no. <laughs> she was the most sensible one on the whole boat. Oh, there's no doubt on that boat. And um, now that now he went out and got him a boat. Now, that's a sweet boat. That is quite the ride, right? I mean, um, man. Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm a, I love boating, and that is an awesome boat. Well, I'll tell you what. He's TB12. So now uh, here comes more of the celebration, uh, Coach. Let's get into um, perhaps the most um, uh, important celebration of all right here. Um, you're you're going to hold the Super Bowl celebration happy hour with Coach Bruce Arians coming up on February 19th, a couple of hours uh, cocktails with the Arians. We have the, there's the uh, the invite that's up there for uh, 300 lucky, 150 lucky individuals. Limited spots. Each ticket's going to be 300 dollars. All going to the Arians Family Foundation. You go to ArianSFamilyFoundation.org. This is going to be on February 19th. Neat stuff, Coach. Looking forward to uh, what you've got cooked up here. Yeah, man. I can't. I, I'm so happy you're going to be a big part of this and. Uh... You know, just just to raise some money for the foundation, it's been really, really hard with the pandemic. And, uh, you know, Steve Webster and Jake came up with a great idea. So happy that you're involved. We've got some great celebrity guests. And just, you know, Friday night's happy hour. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you know, who was the host of the event? Um, and because you have obviously a very crucial role for you. Right. Oh yeah, of course. And that There's hope. only one and only. I appreciate one it. One and only. <laughs> well, I'm 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 honored to have been asked, and I'll be there. Um, so what do you what do you what do you have uh, hoping to get cooked up here? Just some some luminaries stopping by on the Zoom, raise as much money as possible. Yeah, we got some guys that might sing a song or two, and uh, somebody that might uh, 
might act like me a lot. And uh, so we, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, then uh, Chris and I will sit back and answer questions and, uh, and have a cocktail or two and just enjoy the hell out of the night. And that is, what, a, what a neat way to you know, pay it forward here uh, to the Arians Family Foundation. Because normally you do have an event uh, every year, but in COVID-19 world, uh, ariansfamilyfoundation.org is where you can go and get in because uh, seating is, is limited. Um, what's going to be your – what is your drink of choice, Coach? What is that? Well, you know, it's it's whether the sun's up or down. Okay, let's walk you know, through it then. So sun up, it's kettle. Okay. Uh, sun down, it's crown all the way. <laughs> and all you need is ice cubes with either one, but uh, crown and ice, that's it. Okay, sick. Yeah, I saw what you had on Kimmel when you were on Kimmel's show earlier this week. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was one of the better crowns. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and why not to to celebrate the crown? So now again, that you're a few days later, uh, Coach. What do you have in your brain right now, now that you're able to relax and you've been around your family and the, the parade is over? I, I mean, your journey is a long one to this podium. What what goes through your mind in a quiet moment, Bruce? Uh, how much, how really, how much I, I enjoyed having my brothers and sisters, especially my mother, there for a couple of days pregame. I didn't get a chance to see him after the game with all the obligations with the press and everything. And, uh, but I mean, it just meant the world to share all that and have my grandsons, uh, at the stadium and waving and, uh, it just win or lose. I mean, it's all about family. Well, and it's also, you know, as well, you know, your, your wife, cause you, when you were here, Bruce, uh, on the show. Okay. And you were, you were talking to me, I believe it was just after you left Arizona, and you said that you had retired as a family from coaching because you had mentioned that your wife was was kind of through with the ups and downs of coaching and maybe some of the health scares for you. And now I'm just wondering if you wouldn't mind just getting a little bit personal about what this sensation is for you now that you've won it all. You came back and you got that Yeah, trophy. I mean, we actually just got off a plane back here at the lake and, and to be home. Uh, what she's been through for the last 50 years is, you know, our, our 50th wedding anniversary is June 12th. Mm. And hopefully COVID is over by then and we can have a party. But, uh, I mean, what she's been through, moving her 19 times and um, getting getting back here. Um, she's enjoyed this process this year as much as anybody. And I wouldn't have gotten back in coaching if she wasn't all in. And uh, she's been all in, and Tampa's made it so, so special. Again, I cannot thank the Glazier family enough uh, for everything they've done for my family. Congratulations to you and your wife, to you and your family. And again, everyone, um, get ready for Super Bowl celebration happy hour with Coach Bruce Arians. Make sure that you you get in while the getting is good uh, at the website, uh, ariansfamilyfoundation.org. And let's raise as much money as we can for the Arians Family Foundation. Coach, I cherish the phone call. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you, brother. Let's help those children. Let's do that. Uh, those children need us. Let's yes, do it. Indeed. Let's do it through the Arians Family Foundation, and I'm honored you asked me to host it. Uh, I I said uh, that was an that was a quick yes. You had me at hello, coach. You had me at hello. <laughs> thank you, brother. Right back at you. Enjoy your downtime. That's Coach Bruce Arians. Just got to his lake house, calling in here. Amazing. Right on the Rich Eisen oh, show. Oh my gosh. Crown all crown all night. 
all night? All night. Kettle during the day. Kettle during the day, although I saw <laughs> beer. I just saw yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to change it up everyone. <laughs> I want to hang with Bruce Arians. I, yeah, yeah, we were worst just, way. That would be we so much fun to kick way. it with him. I, 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 you know, just, he, I, had, I put up a photograph of him and uh, me and Kara Henderson Sneed and him at a Wheels Up party at a Super Bowl. Yeah, just I saw that. And just chit chat. Best. Talk I ball mean, with this guy. He was so dope when he was here he a couple was here. years ago. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number. Let's take a break. So we're on time for Kevin James. Oh, I love this man. I knew this show would go like it was five minutes long. Yeah, it's gone by like that. Peter King, Nick Saban, Ken Rogers, Bruce Arians, and coming up, Kevin James. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. So now let's uh, talk about your decision to retire. When did you make that decision? Uh, we had talked about it as a family, you know, the, the weekend of after our Thursday night game this year. and um, Against Seattle? Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, which was one of those gut-wrenchers that we should have won and didn't. But it really had nothing to do with it. It was... Uh, Time for my wife, she was done. And God bless her, 47 years in this business is enough. You know, and uh, so it was It was kind of easy, but when that kick missed in Seattle, when ours went through the last game of the season, yes. and theirs missed, mm-hmm. I just got a real calming feeling that I made the right decision. And that, that was that was kind of the defining moment. No kidding. So when, when you say that your wife was done, walk me and the listeners and viewers through what, what was she done with? What, and what, what, what was the stress? Your... The stress of being a coach's wife, of, of 
know, watching my health go up and down, you know, with, with wins and losses. And, um, and I, was, I knew I was done too. That, that when we made that, we had that conversation, it says, yeah, you're right. It, it, there's too much to live for to die on the sideline. And there's nothing really else to do other than win a championship. And I think the Cardinals can win the championship. The talent is there. Steve Kine will do whatever he needs to do to finish off this roster. And they'll hire the right guy. Um, so it was easy for me to step out and um, disagree with her for the first time in a long time. <clears throat> was there really a, a concern that you, you would have a fatal moment on the sideline, Bruce? If you ever check my blood pressure during a game, uh, it, uh, one doctor tried to do that years ago, and he just said, I, I don't want to ever see these numbers again. Are you serious? You know, because I, I get a little hyped up, you know, especially with guys in striped shirts. <laughs> and uh, if it weren't for them, it would be an easy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, no, it was last year's scares were eye-opening for me, you know, when I had cancer again. And uh, to beat it, didn't like the way the season ended last year. Mm-hmm. Than to have this one torn apart with injuries, but it, you just know when it's time. Great conversation that was with Bruce Arians again <laughs> after he just retired from the Arizona Cardinals, not knowing that the Super Bowl was still in his future. My gosh, just hung up from uh, Bruce Arians. Great chat with him um, and great chat with Nick Saban earlier on in the program. 844 Rich is the number to dial here on a busy Friday edition of the Rich Eisen Show here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Our radio audience is right about to return. We're back here with our radio audience returning on a day. Trevor Lawrence showed up, shined. His hair looked perfect at the uh, Clemson Pro Day today. Uh, as a Jet fan, I was hoping that he would be the next Jet quarterback, but no, they had to go win football games. Go figure. Um, and uh, Trevor Lawrence's throwing coach, Jordan Palmer, is going to call us on his way to the airport before we get out of Dodge at the nice. end of this hour. Nice. So. Uh, he'll be calling in at about 20 minutes' time. But in the meantime, let's uh, turn to our guest line once again. Uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, love this man's work. And uh, he also, he and I also share the same emotional scars as Jet Fandom. His new Netflix series, The Crew, starts streaming this coming Monday, February 15th, only on Netflix. He is the very funny Kevin James. How are you, sir? Rich, how you doing, buddy? Better, doing for, t- better for talking to you. Are you on the East Coast, left coast? Which coast are you on? Right I'm on the East Coast. I'm on the East Coast, but I'm down south. I'm in Florida right now. Ah, very good. I was just uh, I set foot in the in that uh, that state uh, last week for the Super Bowl. So yeah, good times right there. Um, so uh, let me ask you. Uh, so the the Jets. Um, where where are you in your fandom with the Jets? Still sticking with them? Uh, still die hard? Where where are I'm you? I'm always right now? with them. I'm just right. out of touch with them now. I've kind of checked out because I've been doing so much work and everything that gone down with the you know the quarantine and lockdown i kind of lost a little bit but uh i'm i'm touching in and and, and there's still hope and there's always going to be hope i love and, it uh, you know I, I i'll never go anywhere else it's just i hope we make some 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 decent moves and uh uh do it soon you know so namath was your guy too right back in the day oh, essentially that's yes. it right end of story absolutely right probably joe is it always absolutely uh, i saw him at the smith haven mall when I was, uh, I think, like four or five years old. <laughs> what do you mean? He was, his... he was making an appearance big, at the at the yep, old, at the mall. Big, yep, big fur coat. I remember it, man. <laughs> he, he put his hand on my head and did a little like uh, like messed my hair. That was cool. Honestly, that is stuff you remember the rest of your life. Stuff like without that. a doubt. 
You know, so with his mink coat at the mall. Yep. Joe Willie Namath. That's the best. Man. Joe. So, and yep. Seaver was your guy growing up too, right? Met Jet. That's oh, the way it goes. I, can, I got them all. I got them all. Cleon Jones, Tommy A- Tommy Agee was my guy. Oh, uh, I yeah, love it. He was. Yeah, Seaver was fantastic. I know all the '69 men. All of them. I mean, just all, that was that was the greatest ever. Was that team? Oh, sure. Like I remember. I remember back in the day. You know where? Oh, I think we lost him. We lost him. So who dares FaceTime him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the middle of the call. Who dares FaceTime Kevin James in the middle? That's By the way, I had the, the, these are moments I have all the time. FaceTime my mom. Hold on a second. Yep. See you. Over. Did you ever meet Namath as a young boy like that? No. I met him as a grown-ass man, and he made me feel like I was three years old. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. As you know. Here he is. I just, I just as you know. Yeah, just put him back on. Boom, he's in. Kevin, I have these moments all the time. Fa- who, who I dare- got bounced out. Sorry. Who buddy. dares FaceTime you in the middle of a Rich Eisen show promotional head? I have head? no idea. Was it, I don't know. Was it and Sandler? I- was it Sandler? Is that what it was? <laughs> Could it been I'm Sandler? not kidding. Sandler called me 20, 20 minutes ago. I was on another call. I couldn't. I, 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 can't, I can't take this nonsense. <laughs> yeah, tell him to back off. We're talking about your yeah. new Netflix show. I mean, how many yachts can he water ski behind? That's, I mean, my gosh. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you tell them to back off. Um, all right, so let's get into it. So, um, how how into racing are you? It's I'm I'm not much of a uh, a racer, but uh, I'm I'm wondering if this is part of the world or you just began to learn it to get into well, from, the role here. You're from New York. You're from New York, correct? <laughs> you were born, right? I mean, so like I, I grew up. I it was very odd though because I was a Richard Petty fan. Yes. So that must have been. I remember drawing number forty-three, uh, uh, like on a car on my notebook, yes. and I uh, in, in school. And I, I one year I went as Halloween, as I went as Richard Petty. I had the cowboy hat, the glasses, and a mustache, and I had, had a steering wheel with me, and nobody knew who I was. <laughs> but um, but tell me, tell me, I must have seen that on Wide World of Sports. How would I know about NASCAR? On Long Island. I don't, that's a great question because I'm from Staten Island, and yes, the left turns were only the ones you make from the right lane. That's the exactly. way I grew up. That's the way I grew up knowing about left turns. You make them whenever the hell you damn please, no matter what lane exactly. you're in. Exactly. Nothing about it until uh, I guess about 12 years ago or something like that. We, me and Sandler had to go do press for a movie, uh, and we uh, had to do the gentleman start your engines. We were asked to do that, and I was uh, asked to be a grand marshal at a couple races. And it blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 the craziest sport I've ever seen. It's a whole new world. I mean, I didn't know. I just knowing on TV, you know, you see it on TV, you just think it's guys going in circles, and it's just the guy in front's going to win, I guess. Hey, but it's just a, a whole world. Listen, Kevin, I, I went to college at uh, Michigan, so I've seen games in the big house, but nothing compares when you show up to the Texas Motor Speedway and the whole place is packed and the place is going absolutely crazy. And and you know, gentlemen, start your engines, you said, or you know, off you go, and nothing's been. Uh, there really is not, obviously, you know, pre-pandemic, the power of being at a NASCAR live, a NASCAR race and event. It's it's amazing. There's really nothing you can compare it to, for real. There's nothing. And, and, and even the tailgate, like, tail, you know, out of the sports, you tailgate outside. Right. Tailgating is on the in, They brought it in. It's on the infield. <laughs> it's, the, it's, center, it's The race is going around the tailgate. There are people uh, that are on their RVs literally saying i'll watch a race but as long as it's around like i'm not stop. i'm not getting off the roof of my rv that's what i'm not doing <laughs> and the fans were fantastic it was amazing it, it's just and these these guys are athletes i didn't know that either that's that's the other thing 
Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, there is a certain intensity that that comes with with swapping paint and uh, and making sure that you're 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 winning and you're also controlling this this machine that's going so fast. It's, and it, it really is. It, I agree with you. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's pretty cool that you're exposed to this. So tell me about the show. Like, what's the construct of the show that people should know about, Kevin? Well, I, I play the crew chief, and it's and it's it's basically we have a, a team that's was more competitive a little while ago. We've kind of lost. I was an ex-racer, and I retired, and my boss gave me a job as a uh, as a crew chief of this team. And we've, we've, we've done well, but we've lost a few, uh, lost a step recently. And uh, he's actually bringing his daughter in to kind of run, run it now and kind of take over. So it's a little bit of the uh, out with the old and in with the new. And he wants to keep me, so it's, it's just that battle of new technology coming in and and uh, you know, trying to stick with the old, the old the ways, uh, ways that things worked in the, in the in the past, and you know, tradition. And I'm I'm trying to say it's gut feeling. Everything can't be solved on a computer, and and you know, but that is the game. That is what's happening in NASCAR, man. A lot of this stuff is just you know these guys, these computer guys are coming out and taking over. You know, it's. Yeah, and it's just and it's just in time, time, just in time for the Daytona 500. You know, when we've been going back and forth with NASCAR about uh, talking to the winner of the Daytona 500, and you know, they saw you were on the show. They said, "Say hi." Literally, this is what they said. <laughs> so you, awesome. you know, you're connected uh, clearly with NASCAR for the show, right? Yeah, they sent some guys. We, we, you know, NASCAR that was the biggest deal. You don't want to be uh, working for a schmascar show. You know, you, it had to be everything NASCAR. They were all in on it, and they've never done a show before, so I was excited about that. And they, they sent us cars. They sent us everything. We've had drivers. We had Ryan Blaney, man. I'll tell you, Cole Custer. We had uh, Austin Dillon. Uh, and these guys were, were hilarious. Was, Blaney was amazing. I couldn't believe how funny he was. It really it actually pissed me off because it was like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd be able to school him in something, and he came on, and it was in front of a live audience, too. You know, It was before the shutdown, and... and uh, he, he was. He's got a funny way about him, man. He's just dry. He's just a great. He can deliver a joke, and again, it pissed me off. I know you got to tell these guys to stay in their lane, like figuratively, yeah. Kevin. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's true. What are they it's doing? True. I didn't. Yeah. What are they I doing? Don't know. You shouldn't be swapping paint with you in a, in a comedy lane. I mean, that's that's, I know. that's it's absurd. That competitive attitude. Who the man? hell do they think they are? Did you do a ride along? Did you do a ride or, or get behind a wheel yourself? Uh, I did. I, I I met a guy. Uh, Tony Gibson, who was a crew chief, and he's amazing. He took me around and, and showed me a couple of races and stuff. And I've done them. I've gotten in a pace car before. Uh, I, I don't like speed. I don't like it that much. I don't like being in there. I like watching it, um, especially when I'm unless I'm driving. And, and but even then, I, I don't want to be out there with anybody else. Have you done it? It's pretty. Well, I, I've yeah. ridden. I, I did a ride along with Mario Andretti here in Long Beach for the Grand Prix, and um, you know, oh. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I was pushing fifty at the time. It had been a while since I'd seen my entire life flash before my eyes, Kevin. Yeah. But uh, oh my God, uh, that was something else. Especially since yeah. you know you're sitting here wondering, okay, Mario's pushing eighty. Like, what the hell am I doing? Uh, and he drives better than I do. So all good. Yes. You know, I survived it. It's I'm, amazing. I'm it's telling a you. different level. It's a different animal. But yeah, the way they approach it and the way they do it. But yes, no doubt. Yeah, uh, good. Kevin James here on the Rich Eisen show. Before I let you go, sir, um, give me your best Jerry Stiller story, if you don't mind. As we all know, 
Uh, he passed away recently, um, and you were with him on uh, King of Queens. What do you, what do you got for me? You got a good Jerry well, Stiller story? The greatest thing about him was he's just—he's so unlike his character, man. He was just the sweetest, sweetest guy ever. And towards the end, he was kind of getting a little slower and remembering the lines. It was getting difficult for him, so he would always come to my uh, uh, door uh, and uh, before the show, and he would knock on it and he would say, "Hey, would you mind running lines with me?" And 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 I said, "Sure, let's do it." So we'd run a scene. And then he would say, uh, I go, that was fantastic, Jerry. Way to go. You got it, buddy. And then he goes, all right, can we do it again? And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it again. So we do it again. And then I'm like, that was, that was even better. Way to go. This is fantastic. And he's like, okay, can we do it again? And he, he would run it. I would run it with him no less than 12, 15 times. Like, it would just, like, they'd, they'd drag him out because we had to get ready to, to shoot. And... He never got any better. Like, he didn't remember the lines anymore, I don't think. Like, like it didn't matter. He still dropped it. But it showed you how much he loved the craft. He literally wanted to do it. And he would do things that I've never seen any actor do, honestly, that I've worked He's the hardest to hold a straight face in front of because he'll just throw an eyebrow, a weird movement, a body thing that he kicks out when you you don't expect it and it just floors you and he was just the greatest man i really miss him yeah i mean i really do we, you uh, you know i would see on twitter quite a bit the outtakes uh you know from seinfeld julia, julia louis dreyfus <sighs> flat out unable to get through uh, a quiet moment like literally yes. just with nothing said just looking at him she yes. couldn't hold it together you know yes i think he was as as an amazing amazing actor so great so funny so original and just uh, man, the greatest. And so, who's the uh, who's the the easiest to crack up amongst Sandler and you and the rest of the guys? Who's that? Who's the easiest um, to crack up on that front? I, I I think I go a lot. Spade Spade goes a lot too. <laughs> Spade will break, um, but uh, Sandler does. Sandler's Sandler. He, he laughs the most too. So it's like we we just can't. It, 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 it's all it's a mood though. Like I can get locked in and not not break right. and, and be great and just to be staring at these guys and other times i just can't get through anything you know i, I just uh, if, it, if it, it's like a wave it's like a flu that hits you <laughs> and you're just done hey man appreciate the time kevin uh congrats on the crew let's uh let's stay in touch you be well down there in the sunshine state let's uh let's connect we'll do rich you're the best Thanks right back at you you too that's Jeez. kevin james at kevin james on twitter the crew available for streaming this coming monday Right after the Daytona 500, only on Netflix. Fun stuff, man. Jerry Stiller. What the hell did you trade Jay Buhner for? It could be one of the greatest lines in sitcom history. As Frank Costanza. George, as we know, uh, missing, correct? Remember that? Yeah. And Steinbrenner's helping find George, and he gets an airing with George Steinbrenner. What the hell did you trade Jay Buhner for him? Then he calls and leaves a message on Jerry's phone. Yeah. George is missing. Steinbrenner's here. Call me back. <laughs> <laughs> to use that forum with George Steinbrenner to bitch about the Jay Buhner for Ken, well, Ken Phelps. Ken, Ken Phelps, Phelps, my baseball Phelps. people said Ken Phelps. He's got a rocket for an arm. Oh, my gosh. Let's take a break. When we come, speaking of rocket for an arm. Hey, now. Ooh. Fresh off of Trevor Lawrence's pro day, his throwing coach, Jordan Palmer. Next on the Rich Eisen Show as we wrap up this post-Super Bowl week on a Friday. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, 
just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. How about Arians coming on afterwards and saying, I want to speak to Michael because he's the only one on this, that damn set that picked us. <laughs> I went out and celebrated with the Buccaneers family. That gave me straight cred over there with the Earth, You did not <laughs> pick the Bucs all season long. They were my preseason pick. And then I backed off them. And now they were my preseason pick. And now here you are on Super Sunday night partying like you're a glazer. I had to calm down. I said, calm down. You act like you just won the Super Bowl. I can't just Celebrate. It was so much fun, man. Oh, my God. Should I ask that poll question of Justin Herbert, who doesn't know you from Adam, like many people? Like, <laughs> maybe Justin has a better idea. Reader? I'd love to. I'd okay. love to give it a shot. Okay, thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. Go ahead and ask him the question, Mike. Go ahead and ask him. I've seen all but one of these comedians in person perform. Sam Kinison, Eddie Murphy, Andrew Dice Clay, George Carlin. Which one did he not see perform in person? Eddie Murphy. But dead on. Come on! <laughs> Me, Herbert. See? I got lucky there. That was that was, <laughs> that was incredible. Boy, that was tough. Uh, you know, it's like Steve um, Young said at the end of the game. He said, "If you're kicking field goals, you're losing." I gotta just call you out if you don't mind. I mean, we we go way back, David. That's the wrong network to watch after a game, uh, David. <laughs> it's okay. You were disoriented. You didn't think that the Chiefs would be held without a touchdown. You're a good friend. I'm sorry. It was sort of a knee-jerk reaction right there. You don't hold a resentment. I'm not going to hold a resentment. Those are the things that kill a marriage. And as far as I'm concerned, you're the closest thing I have to a marriage. <laughs> Did you see uh, the video of uh, the way your quarterback left yeah. the event? Would you... A lot of people left the event like that. You know? <laughs> Why not? Why not turn up? When no, you just won the world championship. Like, what, what you holding back for? Did you walk out of this event like this? No, I'm, I'm not a drinker, but even if I was drink, I knew I wasn't gonna drink on that day because I still had to go ride that horse. <laughs> <laughs> That was the main event, is what you're saying. Dream the dream yeah, ride. Yeah. Most definitely. Ah. There was one period of time where Warren was, was acting up a little, and we went in Coach Dungey's office and we can't do anything. You know, he's acting up, and I think you have to sit him. Coach looked at us calmly like Tony does. He took a deep breath, and he said, John, I can play without you. John, Derek, I can play without you. We can't play without 99. So you best figure it out. The Warren comes in the next day like nothing. Happen. 
Hey, what's up, brother? What's going on? Let's better go to work. <laughs> Did you just hear that story for the first time? Yes. <laughs> I never told you. You don't want to break up old stuff with me. Just leave it. Let it lie. Let it lie. I'm an elephant. I, I, I hold grudges. Don't do that. <laughs> All right, we're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Jordan Palmer's on his way to the airport. He said he'd, uh, he'd be free right around now. We'll try and get him on the horn uh, before he uh, he takes flight. Um, he was right by Trevor Lawrence's side. He was the one who scripted the plays today at the Pro Day and has been working with Trevor Lawrence. And, uh, you know, Trevor looked good. Um all right, uh, Trevor, looked, <laughs> Trevor looked great. Uh, Trevor threw very well. Trevor, um, Trevor was perfect. You know, the hair looked great, and then he's, you know, just was all good. There's Jordan right there, giving him a little uh, dapping it up, and you know, it's what 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 what, what do the Jets need him for anyway? <laughs> I mean, why why? Why wouldn't they lose all 16 games to go get him? And I thought I'd get through that. I thought I'd get through it, but now that I'm already seeing him out there like this. All right, so let's just breathe. I'm going to breathe through it and have Jordan Palmer help. Look, if Jordan can help Trevor get through a big day, he can help me get through this moment too. Uh, Joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show, the man who was uh, right by Trevor Lawrence's side, Jordan Palmer. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Rich? I'm doing fine. How are you? Great. I'm heading to the airport, back to where you're from. Okay. To your neck of the woods in yep. California, and I'm, uh, I'm out here in South Carolina right now. Okay. So uh, I'm going to ask you the uh, most important question of the day, Jordan. Um, uh, did, uh, did did well? Did Trevor extra moisturize? Uh, did, he, did he extra <laughs> put more conditioner in his hair today? What did he do? Yeah, really focused on getting a head and shoulders deal. I thought he did a great job. Good. Um, no, he. Uh, I don't think he has bad hair days, Rich, like you and I have had over the years. I don't think he has bad hair days. <laughs> he looked terrific, Jordan. He looked terrific. Uh, walk me through what, uh, how you prepared him for today and how you thought it went. What do you got for me? Well, I, I think, yeah, I think for some context, I mean, it was pretty unprecedented if you think about it that, I don't know, I've, you've been doing this longer than me, but I haven't seen somebody bump their pro day up a month to accommodate and to go ahead and show it and, you know, he's really only been throwing two weeks just because, you know, you, you have the playoffs, you do all that stuff, and we were preparing for a later pro day. And so, you know, to only have two weeks, and um, there's there's these co- these college players they throw, when they're at a Nike school, they throw Nike footballs, and there's two kinds. There's a large and a small girth, you know, size, and so they throw a small girth. So when you go from the small one at Clemson to the NFL, ball, there's just a lot of different changes. And so between the new footwork kind of cramming it in there and, and uh, only a couple weeks throwing – I mean, I, I think the big takeaway from today is if anybody could have said no to this, it's him. And he didn't. Showed up, spun it, and didn't let any of that stuff bother him and kind of looked like what we all thought he was, which is uh, the best player in this draft. All right, and then we, uh, we saw uh, from my colleague in NFL Media Group, Jane Slater, she Instagrammed out the, the play sheet, uh, I guess, that, uh, that the script that you put him through. What, what did you put together that you thought um, needed to show off all of his – uh, acumen, all of his yeah. abilities. Well, I was going to try, I was going with the strategy of like, let's just have everybody go deep a bunch. And then everyone, <laughs> I realized everyone's going to get tired. So now we, um, basically is there's a bunch of 
of new stuff, right? Anybody going from college to pro these days, you know, a lot of these college guys are in gun a lot. So um, without knowing exactly what's going to happen here coming up, um, we just wanted to show that, hey, here's all the different play-action footworks that any system would ask you to do. They may have a, a different name, but it's the same thing. So instead of just throwing a flat route, let's do it off of a play-action. And, and really it was just getting a chance to show all the different footwork that he's going to be asked to do um, in every type of throw. Um, I'm not big on doing 100 throws to show you know, any, anything there. It's really just can you make all the different throws, whether it's layer, touch, drive, feel it to the sideline, over the top. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't surprised at all. It looked like he, he did a great job in, in every category and, and um, did what he wanted to do. Great job. Great name for the eight-yard stop, Jordan. Notice that one, too. Kobe, yeah. Much respect. Well, I mean, was Kobe 6'6"? Six, six? I don't know. I mean, this guy is... He wasn't, but it's an eight-yard route. Okay. So I, so I think that's where that name comes from. And um, but, uh, but, yeah, mixed it in, tried to use the different ter- terminology for different folks that are there, too. Um, and, uh, yeah, he did a great job. You've been the QB consultant for quite, quite a few people, Jordan, uh, including many who have gone on to great things in the NFL. Where does Trevor Lawrence rank for you? I mean, he's right up there. I, I think the biggest thing with, with Trevor, um, and really I felt this way like before started working out, is if you think about what his last four years have been like. Okay, So, you know, sophomore year in high school, he's got, you know, an offer from every school in the country. And you say, well, what does that have to do with the NFL? Well, okay, well, that means that every single time he steps on the field for a seven-on-seven tournament, um, every single kid's waiting to pick him off and try and beat them that day and they their camera phones out. And then – you know, when he goes through the programs like Elite 11 that you and I have talked about, that's a TV show. They're mic'd up. They're around the experience that you get. I know a lot of guys from being on Hard Knocks. I know a lot of guys who that was the first time they've ever been mic'd up. And they're new to that. And then you look at what happened his true freshman year. It's not just that he won a national championship. It's that he was replacing Deshaun Watson, who yeah. this big, beautiful facility that we were throwing in today, Deshaun Watson built that place. So with, like, to follow in those steps and then come in and have instant success right away, um, I just look at his last couple of years and everything he's been through. And this offseason, he's a big reason we played football. He started the Let Us Play movement and used his platform for that. And when it's social injustice, he was at the front and center of that. So this guy has just done so many things in college that is stuff that I think franchise quarterbacks have to go through. And most of them learn how to do it when they get to the league. Trevor's got three or four years of experience of dealing with that. Before he touches a football, I'd say the advantage is in his favor if it comes to, is he going to be one of these greats? Yeah, and of course, obviously he replaced uh, Deshaun, or he followed Deshaun Watson in terms of the level of expectation that Watson had already set, but he really replaced Kelly Bryant, who uh, transferred, who basically, and then that was that was a big to-do uh, at Clemson at the time. Certainly put a lot of spotlight and pressure on Trevor uh, in his initial starts there, and then the rest is literally history, and you know the the concept is he's going to be first overall, and that's that. But how many teams came up to you today? How many? How many? Uh, there, there was a handful, handful of guys, teams there, and you know some of these guys are old friends from different things as well. And so, right. um, these pro days are always fun because you're going to get to run into people. I mean, you know, Art Smith was the tight end coach in Tennessee when I was there. You know what I mean? So now, finally, see him as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons is great. But, um, but yeah, I think it was a good turnout considering the, what the uh, situation is and being early. And, um, 
and uh, I thought he uh, handled himself really well. One of my favorite, Jordan Palmer, a few more minutes left with the QB consultant, uh, Jordan Palmer, who was uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence's consultant for the Pro Day today here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, one of my favorite stories that Deion Sanders told me from his days uh, at the Combine when he was being drafted is he would ask uh, – teams that were interested in him where are you drafting and if it wasn't high enough he would just walk away saying you have no shot so um <laughs> now obviously anything can happen in the nfl but did any of those moments cross your mind you don't have to name the team where somebody comes up to you asking you about trevor you're like what the hell are you asking me for no no, no i think everyone's no intrigued shot. and they've all seen him and they want to know and at the same time this is a crazy year i mean look at we got we're, the names that we're all throwing around of who could go where i mean who knows what's going to happen and so um i think that's a, a piece of it as well as no one could definitively – very few teams can definitively say who what they're going to do next year at quarterback, I think more so than ever. And so uh, it opens up the, uh, the, the, the mind for, uh, for uh, um, you know, for intrigue here to kind of figure out what, what are the different options. That said, how much have you spoken? Have you already broken a personal record of how much you've spoken to Urban Meyer at all or, or what? Uh, we, we actually go way back just from – you know, as you run into folks over the years, mm-hmm. so whether it's a American Century Classic in Tahoe or other places. Uh, so. <laughs> well, you're definitely talking NBC Sports language here on NBC Sports and Peacock, you know. So, but this is, I mean, how, how do you, let's put it this way, then let me ask you this question. How do you think he will fit what Urban Meyer and Daryl Bevel, Bevel are going to be cooking up in Jacksonville? How do you think that? Well, I, I think if, if that if that aligns, I, I think it's a, it's an awesome fit. I think the thing about Urban is like he's just kind of won everywhere. We all know that he won at Florida and Ohio State, but he won at Bowling Green, and he won it at Utah, and um, and so I think that he has the right approach. I don't think he has any interest in taking a big job and hoping things work out. I think he's trying to win a Super Bowl and win it immediately, and that's just how he's always been. And and then Daryl Bevel's had so much success with. Um, with quarterbacks that are less mobile and quarterbacks that are really mobile, like Russell. And so when you know how to design for both types of players, and, and Trevor's certainly mobile and be able to move him around, um, but can play from the pocket, I, I do, I, you know, as, a, as, a, as a, a really what I am as a fan of Trevor, as a fan I get excited, um, you know, about the opportunity to do that. And then, you know, Brian Schottenheimer, pass game coordinator, he's, he's, uh, he's been around a lot of these young guys. He was with the young Mark Sanchez, and um, he's been with Russell as well. And so, there's just a lot of knowledge in that room, and, and uh, I don't know too much about the rest of the staff and all the other things there, but um, I, know th- I know those three names and, and what they're about, and I think, uh, you know, I, I sure hope it's Trevor, and they get an opportunity to play for those guys. I think only good stuff's going to happen. Before I let you go, what about the left shoulder that needs surgery? What's, what, what, what can you tell me about that for Trevor? Uh, I think it's just a, a standard deal. You know, I don't, I don't, that's not my world, um, but I think it's just a standard deal, and um, it's a, it's the kind of surgery where that surgeon does like eight of those that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a right. total standard deal. And, um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if the surgeon's done a lot of NFL players, uh, that surgery this off season. Um, so it's a routine deal and the rehab is what it is. And moving it up early was just a great move by his team. Um, and, and by Trevor to, to move it up so that he can really actually get ready for this rookie season instead of um, having to rehab late in the offseason. Okay. So I just think uh, the kids handled it really well from start to finish. Okay, last thing for you, the video that we've been playing quite a bit throughout the day and has gone viral. What do we call what do we call this uh this play on your script of him uh fading back running uh running in what seems to be in circles before launching at 70 yards down the field. Jordan, what do we well, call this? Well, all one? it is is it's just a busted play, right? So I have somebody run a curl Mm-hmm. And then I move him like as if somebody's chasing him both directions and sets up. And I think that's just the best way to show how far a guy can throw. 
I don't like standing there and just chucking it at some line. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just insinuates, hey, look, if the play breaks down, look how mobile he is, too. Somebody runs naked down that <laughs> behind the coverage, he can he can make that play as well. And so I think it's just a good way to kind of end those things off and put any, you know, with any quarterback, any any questions about a quarterback's arm strength, whether that's whoever that is, um, that's a good one to put it to bed because you got a lot on that. And then do you do you also tell him that after it's completed, um, what you should do is lift your shirt so you can show your abs, uh, wipe your face with that, and then just uh, when I know that that's going to be on camera, let me come by and dap you up. Just you, was that a veteran well, move? Was that a veteran? try and get a photo of it and yeah. then superimpose my face on his so yes. I could lie to my wife and tell her that I do have abs. No, but you dapped him up. Like, that's a veteran move. You know you, you know that that's, that's going to be the highlight of the day, and then you step in, Jordan. That was a veteran move. I noticed that. I saw that. It was nice. It was nice. Probably kid. <laughs> it's, it's not your first not rodeo. not biggest moment. N- not- <laughs> He's it's not been your, in some bigger situations in a, a pro day in front of a few folks. Okay, no, just for you though. I'm appreciating you too. Uh, so Josh Allen's your guy too, right? Nick, correct? Uh, he is. Yeah, we spent a lot of time together. Oh boy, what a year for him, huh? What about him? What about that kid, Jordan? Huh? I mean, sky's the limit. Um, you know, I think I think if you look, wrote a list together of the most just physically talented players to ever play the position. I don't know who else is on that list, but he sure is, and he might be at the top of it in terms of, you know, he's faster than most of the fast guys, and he's 245, and I don't know if his arm's the strongest in the league or if Pat's is stronger, but whatever, it doesn't matter. There's two guys standing over there by themselves. I and, um, and just the complete package. And then the, on top of that, there are fast guys who aren't good runners, and there are slower guys who are good runners. He's a fast guy that's also a good runner. So you just look at all the pieces and – uh, I'll just say this. He's really fun to work with. He's, you probably interviewed him. He's Super, about human. As fun to hang out with as there is. What a good human. Just a good dude. And, and those, I remember you were telling me those accuracy things that people are hearing about. Forget it. Like, don't worry about that. And now look at him. I mean, seriously. Yeah. This is, he's, yeah, a lot of people say you can't coach accuracy or you can't get more accurate as a player. That's just people who haven't had success doing it. So, um, like I told you, I mean, it's a, it's a thing that he's going to end up owning and, and it happened faster than I thought it would. Um, but just because I've never seen anything in big grow that quick. But, um, and then, and, and honestly, Ken Dorsey is quarterback coach, Brian Dable, that offensive coordinator, and, and what Brandon Bean has assembled around them. Um, you know, Josh is certainly a lot of credit is due there, and, uh, but a lot of credit is due to that staff and the way that that front office has built that team because this was not a good year. This was the start of something that we're going to get used to seeing. You're the man, Jordan. Thanks for the time. Safe flight. Let's get, let's connect Thanks, over the, for the next couple of weeks. That's it. You bet. Thank you. That's uh, Jordan Palmer uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show, one of the tops in his game. So we've talked to Carson and Jordan. We are, our, our, our cup of Palmer's runneth over. And also champion head coaches. That's a great show today, folks. Well done, Rich. want to thank Peter King, Nick Saban, Ken Rogers of NFL Films, Bruce Arians, Kevin James, and Jordan Palmer. We are going to tap the top of our helmet. We've had a, a long run here uh, for the Super Bowl uh, campaign in the 2020 NFL season. We're going to be off next week. Uh, our friend uh, Ben Lyons, along with Kirk Morrison and Ryan Leaf, are going to be handling the radio show uh, on NBC Sports on Peacock. Best of. So, thank you for taking in this Friday show. What a dynamite show it was. And we will see you on the other side of next week right here on this radio station. We'll take you to Brother from Another on Peacock in a moment. 